Okay, Daniel chapter 11, um, 1 through 4. And how did your New Year's go? Is everybody okay? No car wrecks or anything? Or everybody 100%. I pray all the time, man. I pray for my kids. Everybody seems they want to do stuff on that busy day. And so everybody's out. So we just pray protection. And I think one day we'll get a C. Uh, what our prayers have yes. done, you know, yes. the, the greatness, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about praying today. In fact, um, we're we're finishing the kingdoms uh, message, but this is one uh, of the kingdoms is is basically entitled. Um, let me read it for you: The people of God's kingdom must pray. The people of God's kingdom must pray. So we're going to talk about this. Let's let's read. And by the way, after I read this, I'm going to pray for Leola. She's sick today. She's not here. And you guys know that she usually, you know, is here. And you? Pansy. Okay, we're going to pray for her too. And, uh, and we're going to pray for Jeff because it's Leola's uh, week to do children's church. So Jeff is doing children's church for her. So we're praying for both of them today because that's going to be real interesting. That's going to be awesome. So let's, uh, before we pray though, let me read these uh, four verses and then I'm, I just want to let you guys know I'm going to pray about that. Um, and as for me, and this is a continuation of chapter 10, the angels talking. In the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. And now I will show you the truth. Behold, three more kings shall arise in Persia, and a fourth shall be far richer than all of them. And when he has become strong through his riches, he shall stir up all against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king shall arise, who shall rule with great dominion and do as he wills. And as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom shall be broken and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not to his posterity, nor according to the authority of with which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up and go to the others besides these. Let's pray. Father, first of all, I ask you to open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear. Speak to us, Lord, uh, this morning. And then, Lord, I pray today for Leola that you would heal her completely, Lord, and, and for Pansy, Lord, to her, Lord, that, to heal them physically, Lord, uh, completely, Lord, and anyone else that even is sick here today or anyone that is uh, not here today because of sickness, we pray for the healing power of Jesus to flow through their lives, Lord, I pray right now. And, and Lord, I pray for Jeff and the children that they have a great, uh, awesome service over there, Lord, and that you are lifted up. And God, we just give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. To figure out what's going on here, you should have been here last week. So if you weren't here last week, no. I, I'm going to help you if you weren't here last week. Last week, um, we started chapter 10, and it starts off with Daniel um, at, beside a river. And he's kind of, in, in the way I see it, he's laying down, he's just kind of tired. He hasn't eaten any uh, meats or any dainties, uh, or any kind of thing for 21 days, and he's in probably his 80s, uh, 80 years old. And this is kind of 
for some of you, if you wanted to know what a Daniel fast is, this is where they kind of get the Daniel fast. And, and let me say this. We're beginning today. And then we want to go to the 26th of, of fasting and prayer. And sometimes people just focus on, uh, focus on the fasting part. And that's not what we're going to focus on this year. We're going to focus on the praying part. But to pray, sometimes you have to fast because you have to make a, 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 a bold uh, movement that you're going to pray and you're going to focus. And, and so Daniel is, uh, for 21 days, he's told him, hey, don't worry about cooking stuff. I'm not going to cook stuff. Put that food away. I'm just praying. I'm trying to get the mind of God. Something is really uh, in my spirit, and I want to pray. I'm, I'm seeking God with everything that I have. And so, on the 21st day, by a river, an angel comes. And this is the continuation. You're hearing the angel talking in chapter 11. But basically, he comes and says, Hey, man, on the day you began praying, I moved. But 21 days it took before another angel came and helped me. And he fought off this prince of Persia. And so then uh, I've come to you and I'm talking to you today. And so we covered that last week about that. But this week I want to I stick with the praying aspect. And so before I do that, let me just say that if you are fasting, um, uh, a fast uh, can be uh, in, in so many different ways, but a, uh, a really good fast is don't eat food and drink water. How about that? That's, that's a good one. And um, uh, you can do that for a meal, for a lunchtime. You can do it for a day. You can do it for three days. You guys know in the past I've done uh, 21 days. And uh, that's possible, but you need to pray to God about that. This year, I believe I'm just probably a few days uh, um, of no food, but... Uh, a long time of other things. I stopped Facebook at the beginning of the year and it's Instagram for about a minute. But I don't I don't get on any of that. And and even when I use it, I try to use it to uplift. I put scriptures on. But in and, and a lot of people go like, oh you're off and but that's okay because I'm just don't focus on that. I'm but I'm I'm saving all that time to prayer. And so for any of you going past three days, talk to me. And uh, I'll tell you because there's stuff that happens to your system. But all your fasting, if you're not eating food, should be with God. You should talk to God, pray to Him, and ask Him about that. But the whole fasting part is if you're not eating breakfast, you should be praying at breakfast. If you're not eating lunch, you should be praying at lunch. And if you're not eating supper, praying at supper. And we are going to focus... On the prayer aspect today, that's the three things that we're going to uh, focus on in the entire uh, book of chapter 11. Now, if you want me to read it to you, I could, but I decided to read 1 through 4 because 2 through 4 is where it's broken up. This is going to be our first point. 5 through 35 is going to be our second point. 36 through the ending is our fourth point, and it's broken into three different sections. So let me give you the first Point. The first point is this. Number one, people of God's kingdom must pray even when we do not understand the whole plan. 
Are you guys listening? Amen. Everybody? People of God must pray even when we do not understand the whole plan. One reason that we started many years ago doing the fast and praying at the beginning of the year is that we, we don't want you to only fast and pray one time. We would love you to do it all through the year. You know, different times through the year. Uh, might not eat for a day or two and just pray and, and set aside that time to focus on God. But at the beginning of the year, you are reminded that we need God. The thing about Daniel, the thing about Daniel that is amazing is Daniel needed God, and he knew he needed God from a child when he traveled 500 miles to Babylon, from that being a child, and then he knew he needed God even when he was in his 80s, and he was praying for God. Here's the thing. Daniel had been set up as number one in the kingdom of Babylon. They loved him, and so he had a great job, and God was protecting him. But he knew because of reading the scriptures that stuff was going to happen to the children of Israel later on, hundreds of years later. And because he knew that, he was praying for the future. And he was praying for God to reveal things to him. And he was praying for something more than himself. How about that? How about that? I've told you guys that there's a, a you know, a saint, uh, St. Patrick, that he uh, went and ministered to people in Ireland, and and he he uh, had churches and stuff, and he took on orphan kids and put his uh, name on them, Patrick, but he put the first name Kirk, in Irish, Kirk Patrick on him. So that's how I got my name, because somebody was thinking about the future. They were praying for the future. They were, they were, they were, they were investing. They were thinking above themselves. And here's the issue. People of God's kingdom must pray even when we do not understand the whole plan. What is President Trump doing? What are they doing in Israel? What is going on? Who's this? What's going on here? All the time we're, we're, we're confused. And even we're told by different preachers and stuff, oh, God is coming. 18 reasons that God is coming in, in 2018. And then it's 2019 and he had <laughs> Okay, 19 reasons. God is, and so everybody tends to think they have a, the guy that had the most of the plan that I've ever read of in the Bible to me is Daniel. He was seeing uh, all kinds of uh, times of history. And yet he was still confused. But it did not shake or waver him in calling upon the name of the Lord and saying, Lord, grant us mercy, grant us grace. Lord, I'm not, I'm not just praying for me, but what about generations after me? What's going to happen? Because God revealed that... Uh, a guy was going to come. He was really out of Alexander's empire. Alexander died. And when he died at a young age, four uh, generals took his place. And every one of the prophecies to Daniel, they're always centered in Syria and Egypt and Israel because God cares about his chosen people. And so 
God tells him about these four different horns that came up, and he says this one particular one, this one did an abomination of desolation in the house of Jerusalem. In other words, what happened is he came into a new peace. That's Jerusalem, new peace. He comes in, and then he comes into their uh, synagogue, into their, their church. And this king, because he was so mad, he killed 42,000 Jews in three years, or three days, not three years, three days. And he comes in and he sacrifices a pig on the altar of God. First of all, Jewish people were told not to eat pigs, so they didn't eat swine, but he sacrificed this on the altar. Terrible, abominable, horrible things. And Daniel was re revealed to him. So why is this being revealed to Daniel? He's not even going to be alive. It's hundreds of years after he's already dead. He's not even alive. But yet, what happens is, is that Daniel begins to pray and pray and pray. And the more that he knows about this, he prays more. And he's like, God, if you revealed it to me, there must be a reason. Has anybody ever read Revelations? Anybody? Do you know what's happening in Revelation? Do you have, you, have, you have an idea when you read it? Like, ooh, that's some bad stuff, right? Has it, has it, has it inspired you to pray? Amen. And by the way, we might even be there. Man, we're really close. We are really, really close to the end times. We are so close. And yet... What Satan wants to do is he wants to get us so apathetic, so lethargic that we're not involved or we're not engaged in what God is doing. I told somebody this week, we're praying, <coughs> prayed with them. I pray with somebody all the time. Prayed with a ton of people this week. It seemed like in, in Denny's, everywhere we're praying and people are looking at us. It's kind of weird. And they're like, well, why are these guys praying? And I tried to explain to them, I believe more blood is, is shed and battles are fought when people are praying, their closed their eyes are praying, than are literally shed in the, in the fleshly, immortal, real world. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Because we pray there. You've got you've to you've use the tools... And the armor and the power that God's given you. He's given you a voice. He's given you a spirit. He's given you strength to pray to Him and just say, God, I'm not maybe the smartest on planet Earth. I don't know if I'm even the, the prettiest. I'm pretty sure I'm probably the prettiest, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but, but I know this. God, you hear me, and I'm praying. How can I pray? And even when I don't know how to pray, give me words to pray. I want to pray. And this is what Daniel is doing on the side of the river, 21 days, and the angel's going, Dude, you got us all riled up. So we're going to start dropping some knowledge bombs on you. You want to pray? Let's tell you what's going to happen. He goes 35 different kings. He talks about going up and down in Egypt and in Syria. He, he goes back and forth and tells all of this stuff that's going to happen. 
But let's stick with point number one. I got off real quick. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Daniel was given understanding, but continued to pray. So should we. In verse 2 it says, And now I will show you the truth. Kingdoms rise and they fall on earth. But Jesus still and always is King of kings and Lord of lords. So now we've went through chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4. In Daniel he says, here comes the Son of Man. And the Son of Man will be the King of kings and Lord of lords. He talks about a rock that is hewn out without hands and it crushes the, the, uh, the kingdoms. And the kingdoms were Alexander kingdom and they were the Persian empire and they were the Roman empire. And all of these empires are crushed by the King of kings and Lord of lords. We're on the other side of it. But hundreds of years in the future, because he's about in 500 B.C., so around 500 years in the future, this little baby, oh, we don't have the manger anymore, but this baby enters the earth and is born in Bethlehem, house of bread. And 30-something years later says in John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. And he enters the earth. Daniel's already seen this. And Daniel's seen that kingdoms will rise and kingdoms will fall. But Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And they have not literally seen Him yet. We have already experienced Him 2,000 years ago. He's already came. He died, but He rose again on the third day. And He ascended. He left planet Earth physically. Bone structures. His body is sitting beside God. If you want a physical, if you want a life, if you want a breathing king, we have one right now. He is in the throne room with God. But He lived on planet Earth for over 30 years. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. And then we begin to pray. We're like, why pray? <laughs> the guy's messing it up again. This, the, you know, this can, can you imagine how they feel um, in China or how people feel in Saudi Arabia? Women who want to maybe experience how it is in America. And then now they end up in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, which people don't think is really big. Don't Google it, by the way. But they kill women uh, regularly. And for small, tiny things. And if you profess Jesus and you don't denounce Him, they'll kill you. And there are, there, those are literal laws... And, and, and you can't be uncovered and, 
and, and, and all these different things. But can you imagine how these people are going, well, how can there be a King of Kings and Lord of Lords when I am so unjustly treated? We have more people being killed for Christ on planet Earth right now than we've ever had in the history of man. People are being a genocide. They're being killed because they're a Christian. And, and, and even though you may not experience where you're at, people are experiencing And hey, if this video is going to you and you're hearing it on YouTube, I want to tell you, pray even though you don't understand. Even though you have no idea and you can't understand how can there be a king of kings and how can there be a Lord to Lord. The people of God's kingdom must pray even when we do not understand the entire whole plan. I tell people, have any of you guys played chess? Checkers? Tic-tac-toe? Anything? If... On, on, on chess, if you were to set the table up and you were a pawn, or let's say you're a castle, you're seeing it from your viewpoint right here. But the guy, the master chess player, is looking up above at the entire board. And he sees where the opposition is moving, and he sees where he's going to move his people. God is above everything. And when you pray, you get into the presence of God and He lifts you up and, you, and you're able to see the chessboard and you can understand that God has a plan. Okay. In the, in the second point, and I told you it's going to be verses 5 through 35. The people of God's kingdom must pray even though we know God's will determines history. Let me be quiet on this one a little bit. <laughs> so God knows what's going to happen. Well, good. Handle it, God. I'm just going to try to survive you down here on earth. Is that right? Right? My pastor used to uh, tell me, he said, if you have knowledge, if you know something, and you know what's going to happen, that makes you responsible. And he said, that means, what I'm telling you is, you are response able. able. There you go. You are response able. A lot of people say, well, God's going to do whatever He's going to do. You know, he, He's determined already that this person's going to be saved. He's determined this, this person's not going to be saved. God's determined that this country's going to do this. He's already determined the tribulation and the pestilence and the horrible things that are going to happen in Revelations. By the way, what if you're going to live in that time? Or what if you know people that are living in that time? Hopefully... You'll be with me. We'll, we'll all go. <laughs> but what if we are closer to all of that than you think and all we do is just walk around and get up and go to bed and get up and go to bed and you'll say, well, if I can fight it physically, I will. 
Well, maybe they'll bring machine guns. Maybe they'll bring physical things to your house, to your country, and they will be against what you believe. They're doing that in other parts of the world. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe. I don't know if I can stress this. What are you waiting for? Because you can fight right now. Does anybody listen? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, thy will on earth as it is in heaven. What happens? Our Father, we, we activate the power of God. Daniel activates the power of God. Angels start fighting. Boom, 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 boom. They're fighting people, princes of Egypt uh, or Persia. They're fighting. All kinds of things are going on. And then the one guy says, give me some help. Michael. Michael comes down and helps him. He's like, I'm going to talk to that guy. He's got it all stirred up up here. <laughs> and he runs down and he talks to Daniel. You guys. 150 years later, 200. Jeff Ogle is a lot better at this. He knows history. He can tell you. Daniel's been dead for a long time. And Alexander is crushing Jerusalem. He's coming up against Jerusalem. He's crushed all kinds of different places. When Daniel was given this vision, he didn't even know about Alexander. But now Alexander is in his 20s and he's crushing Jerusalem. And one of the priests run out with the book of Daniel. And they run into Alexander and they go, this is you. And this guy said, you're coming. He reads it and he says, halt. And he preserved Jerusalem. I don't know if anybody's listening. Because this guy kept not eating 21 days on the side of a river, praying for a revelation from God. Hundreds of years later, people are spared because of his prayers and his persistence. Great God. Yeah. Are you guys here? Yeah. 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 And every person here has the ability to pray and to unlock the door and to be able to understand and be able to pray, God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done Great. on earth as it is in heaven. And right now, act it out in my life. Lord, move me. In fact, I'm, I'm getting all carried away. Let me get to the, the ending here. You see, there's a persecution to the people of God. You are important to God. God is encouraging Daniel to pray now for the people of God who will be persecuted under the reign of these wicked kings. Can we do something now, right now together? Can we just pray now? Let's pray now for those. Lord, I just pray right now for those, Lord, that will be persecuted, that will be martyred, maybe this week or the next few years. Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, for... All the nations, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for those nations, Lord, in, in, in the Middle East, Lord. For Egypt, what's going on there right now, Lord. And for Syria, and for Iran, and Iraq, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for your people, Lord, who love you and are standing up, Lord. 
in a bright light. Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, protect them, Lord. Lord, that you would give them strength to go through, Lord, their, what they have to go through, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would love them and pour out your spirit, Lord, all over the earth, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name. And number three in our final point, people of God must pray and live understanding we are in a war. People of God must pray and live understanding we are in a war. People of God must pray and live understanding we are in a war. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're powerful to the pulling down of strongholds. There's two things activated here. There's asking and there's listening. There's asking and there's listening. If I were to ask you, would you want your entire family to know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and be saved, what would you say? Yes. Yes. Amen. So, why don't you ask Him? Why don't you ask the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? What's He going to say? He can only give a couple answers. And every time if he gives a no answer, I'd say, ask again. <laughs> because you know what God's will is? It is God's will that none should perish. And Lord, I understand it could be to the very day, and maybe they will not say your name, but Lord, I'm asking again for the 900, 800 billionth time. Lord, save them. Deliver them. Lord, set them free, Lord. Set them free from their drug addiction, Lord. Set them free, Lord, from their bitterness and their hatred. Set them free, Lord. I'm praying because my weapons are not carnal, but they're more powerful than every army and every kind of device that has been set up to blow up mankind. God is more powerful than all of that. So what we have to do is we have to ask. Then we have to listen. Because here's the thing that why a lot of people don't pray. Because sometimes it does activate action. Because when you pray, then God's going, well, that's a good prayer. Why don't you go over to this house? Amen. Knock on this door. Praise God. Take him some soup. Why don't you give? It activates. You are here for a reason. You're wondering, what's my purpose? Why am I here? You're here and you're activated when you pray, when you get uh, uh, in hold of the command of God. You get in hold of central command, the power of God. And they're like, oh, we have an assignment for you. We've been looking for you. We need you guys to go down to Phoenix, Arizona for three weeks and lead worship in a church. Praise God. Right? Amen. And that's what happens. It happens 
over and over and over again. And you bless people, but you're blessed, right? You're blessed. I'm looking at the people need mercy. You're blessed. Let's finish this. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Praying, asking, listening, walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Some people say, well, Pastor, if I pray, how am I going to get anything done? Paul said, I pray uh, continuously, unceasingly. He said, I pray all the time. You can work and pray. You can be at work and pray. You can, you can be in your car driving down the street and pray. Amen. You can pray and say, God, what assignment do you have for me today? What we are doing here with the fasting and with the praying is we're trying to encourage you to get a focus and an attitude on God to where you will pray and you will focus on Him and you will think about Him. But you can pray and you can walk in. Once you pray, you can get up and you can brush your teeth and you can go to the gym and you can go to work and God can use you because now you're on assignment. You've prayed and the Lord has set you in the place that He needed you to be. And in conclusion, three wise men came from the East to give frankincense, gold, and myrrh to Jesus Christ. He was probably about three or four. And they worshipped Him, and they adored Him, and you've read about Him in the Bible, and they never would have traveled had not somebody been in the east who had been on the side of a riverbank praying and praying and praying because what Daniel left were his words and his prayers all the way over Persia and Babylon. And we believe these three wise men came to this area. They had read his Words and they had read his prayers to God and they had read his prophecy and they knew that Jesus Christ was going to be there and they traveled because of that. This morning, we can be an instrument into the future. I should have called this back to the future. <laughs> we can be. We can pray now, that's good, but then you can affect what's happening in the future.